Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Craig Bickmore. Craig is a new friend, and uh, I welcome you to the show today. Craig, thanks for being here. Thank you, Paul. It was great. My wife and I actually met you last week, and we shared some great information, and so I'm grateful to be here today. Thank Uh, you. We had a great visit. And we discovered in that visit, Craig, that we're both on a similar mission to assist people with what I call operating the equipment. Our own mind is so powerful. Would you agree? I, I would. And as I've, you know, as we visited over the last 30 years, I've been involved in learning, understanding, working with uh, principles of hypnotherapy and other things that I've done mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. time and have discovered the mind, like you said, Paul, is incredibly, incredibly powerful. And we have yes. the ability in my, in my thought process and what I've experienced to really do anything you put your mind to, which is true. So I didn't even give a lot of detail about where you're coming from, Craig. You, you mentioned that you've got a lot of experience in hypnotherapy. You've developed programs and processes that assist people to not only understand, but take a higher level of control over their own thoughts, beliefs, mental processes. And I think we have more influence over our own mind than we think. I agree, Paul. And, and here's what, what I've learned over the years is that belief equals behavior equals results every time. A lot of analogies have been used throughout mm. all kinds of thoughts and positiveness and everything that people do to help. But I use the analogy of the iceberg. Physiologically, 90% is below the water, 10% right. is above. That's a fact. And if you think about the wind and the rain and the sun and all those things that put influence on the top of that iceberg or the 10%, yeah. that can have some influence and in movement. But the 90% below, right. that's driven by the current. So mm. you want to harness the current rather than those other elements above. And if mm. you can understand that process and take that current to move that 90% of that object, it's pretty powerful and that's what I've learned through process of hypnotherapy and the commensurate tools that are there. Yes. It's, it's like that subconscious mind, that 90% piece. Now, the subconscious may not be 90. It may be 70, 83, but it doesn't matter. Whatever the number. It's the biggest portion, and beliefs are stuck in there, snuggled in there. And once you figure out that equation mm-hmm. and make that shift, honestly... It's unbelievable. Powerful. It, you've, you've compared it to an iceberg, Craig, and I like that analogy because you only see a small part. In, in our mind, when, when we make a distinction between the conscious and the subconscious, as you've introduced to us here, the conscious part, conscious means aware. Uh, and you, in your awareness, you know, things that you can describe or You can tell me what you're thinking. You can't necessarily tell me what you believe, 
that belief is at a much deeper level, and it's not always immediately accessible or visible to us. Paul, you are obviously you're hundred percent right because you've done this for decades. Mm. So you've you've understood that great secret there, that belief that's inside that it, it controls us. So just a little piece of an analogy. I have a son that's just turned 31. I have a chart and a, that I use and it's on my wall in different places that it's a fence, it's a wall, it's a brick wall. And there's a little foundation stone on the very first level that's just a little out of kilter. And then as you see this wall, mm. as it gets built and built and built, it starts to be ununiform, if you can see it, and it starts to exaggerate yeah. and become unstable. And, and the effect over time is the instability of that wall, I call it my my belief wall okay. starts to get more and more unstable and more and more unsure. Yeah. And then when you take that little brick down below and you correct that, which is a belief, mm-hmm. it's like a domino effect. And all those bricks fall into place and the belief comes into truality, mm. if that's the right word. We can make up words. Yeah, we, we make want. up words. So <laughs> it comes true and correct. And then commensurately, all the other things fall into place and, and demeanor changes, thought processes obviously change, behavior changes and results improve dramatically. So this son of mine, is 31, just turned in, in March, he did this for me when he was 10. So we've been working on this a little while. Yeah. I, you've tapped into some ways to... Uh, access that part of our, our system uh, at, at a belief level. And, and once again, just for quick clarification, beliefs and thoughts are not the same thing. Not at all. No. Beliefs. So thoughts are things that happen, but you have to run that through your belief filter because we all have thoughts. We all have stimulus from all kinds of different things, right. different reactions, different environments, etc. Beliefs are the decision makers of how those thoughts are going to be executed, mm. at least in my thought process. And so, it's kind of like the operating system. Beliefs are the code. The code. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't say this. It's more like guidelines. They're not. It's the code. <laughs> well, this is what runs everything. And that's, I think, did I hear you correctly earlier? You said beliefs equal behaviors equal results. Every time. So if we can access that level of the system, if we can crack into the code, we have a whole lot better chance of changing the results. Let me give you an example, Paul. So this same son who, I'll just tell you, I'm pretty proud of this, this young man. He's just finishing up his PA, his physician's assistant oh, good for uh, him. credentials. He's got a one and a half rotation left, then it'll mm. be done. So this young man, very fit, 6'1". When he was a kid in high school, he could drop, uh, jump flat-footed and grab the rim. I have to have a ladder to grab the net, Paul. <laughs> but so this kid had developed some, some chronic high blood pressure to the point where his mm. wife had to hide the blood pressure cuff. So he's a very good eater, very physically fit. He's about a buck 65, buck 70, so he's, a, he's, he's really yeah. trim. And so he and I, about a year ago, uh, we visited and I taught him some of these principles. And, and, you know, he did all the physiology and, you know, they did all the EKGs and all the kind of things to see if there was a physiological dilemma with Mm. this high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. There wasn't. 
So he and I visited about belief equals behavior equals results. And that was on a Sunday evening. He went to do his rotations, had a complete physical exam to start that, unbeknownst to me. Uh, he and I visited the day or two after, and his blood pressure had come to 125 over 80, the lowest it had wow. been for over three years. And then a couple months later, Paul, I may or may not have shown you this. I was in an airport with my wife. She showed me a text that he had sent to both of us. I was on the phone, of course. Hmm. And he said, Dad, BP 116 over 75. Thank you for teaching me principle. Well, an ex a, a, this was about changing a belief. He had three beliefs that were not correct, that he'd gotten a little bit wrong hmm. and in his mind. And when he corrected them, trued him up, the yin and yang came into play. Hmm. He now he no longer has a blood pressure problem. And those three elements that he had that he worked on it came into play. The foundation stones went flat and the commensurate uh, leveling of the wall took place. And the results, he's now a kid that doesn't have high blood pressure. That's how it works. This is going to sound... A little hokey to some folks. Okay. <laughs> I, I can show you the text. I mean, this kid's a PA. He's not lying to me. It's, it, there's a physiological, often, result to the body. We're giant yes. chemical factories. And so as we have stimulus that's not correct, causing those electrochemical reactions in our body to display or to act uh -huh. in a negative way. I mean, Paul... If you and I are camping in the woods and we see a bear come into the camp, mm -hmm. by the way, that's happened to me. We have a fighter, uh, we have fight or flight, right? Yeah. I just have to outrun you. You're a pretty fit guy. I don't know that <laughs> you don't I can. have to outrun the bear. Yeah, you just don't outrun your buddy. That's right. So, so think about that. If you thought about that electrical chemical reaction in your brain, yeah, generated a thought. What you saw the bear? There's a stimulus. It processed in your mind quickly as can be. Uh oh, right. danger! And then you go, okay, I've got to make a decision. What do I do? Do I fight or flight? Well, probably not going to fight because it's just you and me. And okay, every man for himself. Sorry, you're my friend, but you know. Yeah. So now you change that sequence. Now it's your three boys camping. Mm -hmm. Same place, same campfire, same bear. Mm -hmm. There is no more flight. Mm -hmm. It's fight. And so it was a decision in your mind to say now, Electrochemical, all what happens is those chemicals don't go to your thighs and you're running away. Uh -uh. Now it goes to your upper body and that now you're in fight mode. That was made yeah. based on a decision and a belief that I'm going to protect those kids at all costs. So that adrenaline rush shifted to a different part of your body because right. you're going to defend those kids. So yes. no different with the other, Paul. So people can believe it or not. It's okay. It's up to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like gravity. Uh, you might get up in the morning and say, huh, I'm not really down with gravity today. That's right. Uh, gravity doesn't care. It's going to pull on you all day long anyway. I don't know too many people who fall up. Right. So when I said earlier that this might sound a little hokey to some folks, I want you, as you're listening to this, to not dismiss it because you can't understand it. You've given a good under, or a good uh, explanation here, Craig, of what's going on. Our body is driven by electrochemical processes that, that run our behaviors. All of that is controlled in our 
powerful mind, the majority of which is not visible to us. Paul, that, that is the great secret that people don't understand. We only know what we consciously see. Mm-hmm. But rephrase that. We only think we know what we consciously see. What we uh, subconsciously yeah. understand and act and behave, mm-hmm. that's who we are. And if we have yeah. things in there that, are, that, that we need to correct, all of us make unintentional misrepresentations about stuff. Right. about ourselves, about our images, about um, a situation at work or at school or in community. As we do that, we need to make sure that those impressions are correct according to correct principle, like gravity. Right. If we don't and we get a hold of those things in a different manner, it, it doesn't have a positive yin and yang, you know, the force. You've got a great picture of Yoda. There's the force (laughs) on the dark side, okay? Mm -hmm. If we don't align ourselves with the force, we probably aren't as efficient and as good and as um, the opportunities just aren't there if we don't work that way. Right. You've got some practical ideas that you can share with us about tapping into that, about what we can actually do about it. Folks, this is Craig Bickmore today at Live On Purpose Radio. As we come back from this break, we'll dive into some of those practical applications. Perfect. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, This webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Craig Bickmore today at Live On Purpose Radio. Craig, you're opening our minds to our own minds. And that's what we do. And that's awesome. As you introduced this topic earlier, uh, you've got a background in hypnotherapy. You're a co-author of a book called Spiritual Mind Management, which is about some of the principles that we're talking about here today. Correct. And you've also developed some skills and expertise. You do trainings, you, you do coaching, you work with people to help them understand how to tap into that part of our mind that is beneath the surface, you know, that part of the iceberg that we don't see. Where would you take us with that? How can we actually attain a higher level of, of awareness maybe first and then control that part of our mind? So, Paul, thanks for that question. So here's what I generally do with with groups and individual people. Mm-hmm. That group discussions typically take three hours. There's a lot of explanation. They give them, we give them input as to how to understand principle so mm-hmm. then they can apply it. 
Right. And so in a simple form, it can we can share this. We use an analogy in the first section about an iceberg. And as you understand the principle of most of who and what we are is in that subconscious. I use the 90%. It may not be, as we talked before. Even if it's 50%, it's still a huge amount. Yeah. And so how do you tap into that? People say, Craig, how do I tap into that subconscious mind that I don't really understand or even know much about? Well, I'll give you a, a few things that I've learned that work. Okay. The key on all of this is relaxation. Paul, it's really hard to self-identify yeah. some of those things in the subconscious mind because we always want to be right. I never want to be wrong. You never want to be wrong. <laughs> our our wives never want to be wrong, and they're yeah. not. I'll just clarify they're that. Not. They're not. So they're not. Note. That's right. There just you go. For, for the Facebook world. That's a whole other conversation. It is, yeah. <laughs> but, but we all want to be right. And sometimes what happens is, often, we have a belief or belief systems within our subconscious mind that may not see things as they really are. And so how do we identify those things to begin with? The key, as it applies to hypnotherapy principles, are relaxation. Right. As you relax, what it does is it puts your mind in a state of conscious and subconsciousness, unbeknownst to people, at the same time. So, for example, several different, depending on who you listen to or what you think or what you read, there are several levels of relaxation. In hypnotherapy, the deepest level is sleep. So somewhere between one and six or one and seven in those levels, sleep is the deepest level. So between three and four, and there's different words on there, there's synambulas, there's there's all kinds of stuff. And as you go to about level three or four, that's the level that I would do clinical hypnotherapy work in. Mm -hmm. That also level, Paul, is the same level that if you're sitting in front of your TV or you're just involved in a great movie, you're relaxed, you're kind of sitting back, your eyes are looking at the screen, you kind of sometimes take a deep breath, you'll swallow. Those are all indicators that I'm in a level three or four, and at that level, that that filter, what we call it, between mm-hmm. your conscious and subconscious is set aside. You don't even know it. But mm-hmm. relaxation opens up the subconscious. It's a great thing if you're doing work. If there's influences that are negative when you're in that state, it's not a good thing because those images, those musics, that negative piece mm. of life comes directly in unfiltered. Which is why we got to be really careful about the input. Absolutely. The inputs are critical. So once you're into that relaxed state, it's a series of asking questions. And so the questions that I would ask is, what is it? that you're struggling with? What's the concern that you have? What's the feeling of, I'd like to change? Or those Mm -hmm. kind of questions, Mm -hmm. they're the why questions is what I ask. The why is identifier to find the belief. And if Mm -hmm. the why is, I don't feel this way because, what's the because? It's a little bit of a trail. And the trail is an identifier of the belief. Well, it could be, that you have a belief in something that's not correct. Let me give you an example from my personal life. Okay. I was, I had, a, I visited with a, a person just two days ago. I'm not going to, obviously wouldn't reveal any of that. Mm. But they had some impressions about and thought processes and beliefs about a, per, a particular circumstance in their life. Yeah. That was true and correct. 
But so it wasn't an incorrect belief. It was a reaction to that belief that they didn't want to change. So in other words, there's a circumstance that existed, but you can't continue your behavior in that circumstance and get a different results because that's insanity, that's right? Insanity definition. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we were able to help this person understand that here's a belief. It happened to be correct in that part, but to continue on the same behavior and expecting a different result wasn't going to work. Would not create a different outcome. Right? So, what we did was we identified the current belief. Mm-hmm. Then we wrote on the board. I'm a big whiteboard guy. A belief that said, "Okay, here's a new belief." that will change your behavior. You know, he wrote it down. We both wrote it down together. Actually, mm-hmm. I was the pen. He was sitting there. I was on that. But together, we, we, we penned this belief. And I said to him, how does that fit you? What does that give you new and different than you understood before? Than what you had. Yeah. And he said, that gets me what I want. Hard to do. We wrote it down, and it's there, and his comment back was, I needed something to give me a new guidepost so that I could develop that new rhythm, that new behavior, that new thought process that would get me mm-hmm. the result that I wanted. Mm-hmm. One other example, if I could, Paul. Yes, please. This goes back a long time. It's in the book. So I'm sure this person has passed away long ago. So here's an interesting thing, Paul. When I was in, seven, in, in second grade, Mm-hmm. I was seven. I have not very been a very good speller. So when I write on the whiteboard and I start, my penmanship starts to fade <laughs> is because people go, oh, he's got bad penmanship because he can't spell the words. No, I do that on purpose because I'm not a great speller. Uh, so here's what happened. You're a creative speller. I'm right? a creative speller. And so <laughs> my second grade teacher, Mrs. S, as I'll call her, she and I had a little bit of a dialogue about a word in a spelling B spelling context. Mm-hmm. I had spelled the word blanket, B-L-N-K-E-T. She somehow thought I either didn't or I thought that she said that I didn't spell it correct. There was a little miscue there between she and I. Okay. Very innocent. Yeah. But at seven and a half years old in Mrs. S's class... Sitting there, here's the computer monitor. Here's where I'm sitting. Here's where she is. I remember all that vividly. And I made Mm. the determination because of the misunderstanding that either she or I had that that word was incorrect. And I made the determination and the belief that I was a bad speller. So, Paul, for the rest of my high school, elementary, junior high, and, and college career, I could not read out loud because I wasn't able to spell very well. I didn't read. I didn't read out loud until I was in my master's program. Now you can wow. give me any book you want, and I can read it, no problem. The, the point I'm trying to make is in mm. my head, I had believed that I was not a speller, which means right. I'm not a great reader, and I struggled. Now I graduated with a 3.8 whatever, because I worked so dang hard. I'm yeah. still not a great speller, but the belief that I couldn't mm. really had... Belief equals behavior equals results. And what was it? I was a horrible speller, had to work lots harder than anybody else, couldn't read out loud until I determined and figured out that I could. Now, I'd missed all that preparation time, but the result was now I can read. So interesting, Craig, how we adopt these beliefs. It becomes part of our programming. 
And even now, as you say, I'm not a great speller. Well, you're better than some. Oh, and I could be great, but I just Worse don't want to go back others. and do the work. <laughs> I mean, here we are. And, and really, as we compare ourselves to any standard... Uh, we could always be better, we could always be worse. But it's interesting that that belief, whatever belief we, we embrace at a subconscious level, is the driver of the behaviors. And that's what creates our outcomes. Paul, you've done this professionally for over 30 years. Yeah. You've seen thousands of people who are just in that same circumstance. And sure. I, I, my guess is, is you just want to grab them by the lapels and say, you got to believe differently. And they all have choice whether they're going to accept what you do to help or not. And so it's got to be <laughs> yeah. frustrating. How close am I on that you know one? You know what? I actually changed my strategy just a few years ago because, yes, I've always felt like, come on, you need to think something different. And then I gave that up. In fact, I had a, I had a client who said, I guess, Dr. Paul, I just need to think differently. And my response to him was, or not. Because I want to emphasize that choice. Like you said, it is a choice. But until we see it as a choice, it's not. And those deeply held subconscious beliefs will just run the show. It's automatic. And I see people, you've seen thousands of people, and you just think, oh... If, if I could only help you understand this and you would let me give you some more mm. input, your life would be so much more rich. And the baggage that people carry, I, I've had trainings where I've had salespeople and sales managers and general managers. I've watched them as they go through principles and they identify an old belief and they mm-hmm. simultaneously get a new one. And their shoulders just sag as they go, oh, uh. a 50-pound weight's just come off my shoulders. Well, that can happen to everybody often as we shed those old beliefs, get new ones, and the resultant path. I mean, you see this every day. I mean, yeah. you're just like an adrenaline rush because you see this every day. And yeah, But that's what happens if people change belief, Paul. That's why I invited you today, Craig. I can tell that you're passionate about creating that kind of, of liberty for people, a freedom from those burdens of, of beliefs that have kept them stuck for all of those years. The book is called Spiritual Mind Management. Uh, Craig is a co-author of this book where you go into these principles and oh, yeah. some of the practical applications of that. How can people find you, Craig, if they want to engage you in an event or get a hold of your book? So the book's on... Uh, Amazon, you can call me. My, I have a very easy email. Oh, good. Craig Bickmore at MSN.com. Beautiful. And so that's how the best way to send me an email. And I'm happy to respond and help. I'm in the help business, Paul, just like you. Yeah. My goal is to help people. Because here's the thing, is, is, is you, as you read that book, and people do, I use some of these principles to help myself for in things that I had misbeliefs in that I've been able to free myself up. And we all have them. All of us. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for letting me be here. Terrific. I I hope this has been helpful for you too as a listener. Uh, Our belief system is so important. We talk about it all the time here at Live On Purpose Radio. Our guest today, Craig Bickmore. The book is Spiritual Mind Management. You can pick that up on Amazon or just email Craig. Craig Bickmore at MSN.com. Yep. That's it. Now it's time for all of us 
to go live on purpose.